You are listening to 91.7 KOOP. This is bringing light into darkness. We want to remind you, you are listening to the premier community radio station of the nation. That's 91.7 KOOP Hornsby, Austin. Please tell your friends to tune in throughout the week for outstanding music programming and NPA shows. Please feel free to send comments to pgatos00 at gmail.com. We return to our discussion about the Medical Internationalist Program of Cuba. Since 1963, Cuban doctors have worked in 164 countries, non-Cubans graduating as doctors in Cuba from 1966 to 2017, totaled 33,974, originating from 135 different countries. They include 28,538 graduates from 2005 to 2017 from Cuba's Latin American School of Medicine. Among them, over 5,000 Bolivians, over 2,000 Ecuadorians, more than 1,000 Brazilians. In 2017, Cubans were teaching at seven foreign medical schools. Cuba's Operation Malagro has provided 3.9 million people from 34 countries with no-cost eye operations, restoring sight to millions. Since 1963, Cuban doctors abroad have engaged in over 1.6 million patient visits. They've performed more than 12 million surgeries. This is all documented by W.T. Whitney Jr. When imperialism targets Cuban doctors, it targets human solidarity. It was a December 5th, 2019 article. This was in face of the slandering of this program by the United States government that poured millions of dollars into this effort through the United States Agency for International Development. If you're wondering where your taxpaying money is going, it's to slander these types of programs. The Ministry of Foreign Affairs in the same month of, of 2019, December 6th, speaking about the U.S. crusade against Cuban international medical cooperation, in their statement, they also validated that there was more than 400,000 Cuban healthcare collaborators who, over the past 56 years, since 1963, have completed missions in 164 nations of this world. They have made outstanding contributions to the fight against Ebola in Africa, against blindness in Latin America and the Caribbean and cholera in Haiti. In 26 brigades from the Henry Reeve International Contingent of Doctors Specialized in Disasters and Major Epidemics in Pakistan, Indonesia, Mexico, Ecuador, Peru, Chile, and Venezuela, among others. With the same interest and dedication, over 35,000 health professionals from 138 countries have been trained free of charge in Cuba. The persecution and search for information led by the United States has included attempts to interrogate Cuban personnel by U.S. quote-unquote diplomats in the very health centers where they work, including in North Africa and the Middle East. So in conclusion, just to briefly overview this Cuban International Medical Cooperation Program, Cuba considers its international medical cooperation as one of the pillars of its foreign policy, which since 1963, with its first mission sent to Algeria, has involved some 407,000 health professionals, technicians, and personnel in, as we said, 164 nations. This is according to the official data of Cuba and other researchers. 
And it is in this context of Cuba's long history of internationalism on the continent of Africa with respect to healthcare throughout the world and helping developing nations develop their own number of doctors and nurses that Bringing Light into Darkness presents some words by Nelson Mandela relating to these very same issues. On February 11, 1990, Nelson Mandela is released from prison after 27 years in prison. This first clip is about four and a half minutes long and really describes the nature of apartheid that we had created for a previous Bringing Light into Darkness show. I'm not so sure our listeners are so familiar with apartheid South Africa, but this is a period of time from 1948 to 1994, and the apartheid system was a system that allowed the, the domination of the black majority by a white minority, as most people probably know. The white minority government facilitated their domination by actually codifying into law various race laws. A system was created to label everyone black, white, or colored, and non-whites were restricted to certain areas, while blacks were not allowed to own any land considered restricted, uh, which included 80% of the land. There was, of course, like white-only bathrooms. You know, we're talking about up into the 1990s, right, in this world. Laws including prohibiting interracial marriage, sanctioning of white jobs only uh, occurred. All blacks had to carry a passbook containing a photograph and a fingerprint and information on accessing non-black areas. Blacks were then further separated in, into quote-unquote homelands, losing all their political rights, including voting in South African elections, which had the effect of de actually denationalizing millions of South Africans. They then would have to have their passport just to enter their own country, South Africa, from their homeland. Uh, they were basically made illegal aliens in their own country. Non-compliance was met with whippings, hangings, fines, and imprisonment. Africa, a continent rich in minerals and petroleum, should not be uh, as economically depressed and underdeveloped as it is today. And a lot of this history, of course, is connected to these tactics that Nelson Mandela took. It's emblematic of what happens in revolutionary expressions. Generally, they start off very peaceful, try to work within the system. That gets shut down. You get shut down. You get shot at, cut up, and killed, and imprisoned, and maimed, and all that stuff, and it elevates into higher forms of struggle. Anyhow, what was particularly disturbing was the United States' role in supporting apartheid South Africa, and not just the United States, but also Great Britain, and other Western nations. Why didn't we play a greater role in ending apartheid and its crime against humanity? Instead, we allowed our own New York City Chase Manhattan Bank to become a major loan asset to South Africa apartheid regime and did not discontinue business until they absolutely had to. While the rest of the world had already placed major boycotts on all South African products, the United States remained a loyal friend. Uh, in 1952, IBM began doing business. Okay, this is four years into apartheid. We said that apartheid period was from 1948 to 1994. In 1952, IBM began doing business with apartheid South Africa and continued throughout the whole apartheid period, making the U.S. the largest supplier of computers used in apartheid Africa in every part of the government which contributed to the control system known as, of course, apartheid. This allowed white South African government to create the computer-generated passbooks that allowed the tracking of millions of South Africans. Once apartheid ended in 1994, the United States provided little assistance to the new South African government to help them develop necessary skills to govern. It's ironic that JFK had remarked that, quote, we have lost ground in Africa because we have neglected and ignored the needs and aspirations of Africans. And just to make it real clear, because what we do in this country is we rewrite history all the time. 
And as uneducated historians, and I say that based on opinion polls that reflect totally off-the-wall perceptions of what goes on around the world, whether it's in Iraq or whatever else by the American people, uh, it's important to really recognize this possibility that what you hear is very far from the truth. And that's why it's so important to study this stuff on your own. But in 1981, uh, May 22nd of 1981, at the UN International Conference on Sanctions Against South Africa, Cuban official Jesus Montan condemns the April 30th, 1981 Security Council veto by Western powers of draft sanctions against South Africa for its illegal occupation of Namibia. The U.S. delegate, just a, uh, three months later in 81, uh, August 31st, vetoes a UN Security Council resolution to condemn South Africa for its latest invasion of Angola. So let it be very clear that apartheid South Africa could not have existed for some 40, 50 years without the United States. And let it also be known, and we're going to share some of this right after this break, that in fact Cuba, according to Nelson Mandela and many others, was instrumental, and Cuba played a decisive role in the words of, uh, of Nelson Mandela, in the ultimate overthrow of apartheid uh, South Africa. This is Bringing Light into Darkness, and this is your host, Pedro Gatos. We'll be back after this. So as we transition into these Mandela clips, let's remember that he got released from jail in February of 1990. This first clip is a pre-1991 press conference visit that Mandela had before visiting Cuba. It is an honor and a pleasure to meet you. I and my colleagues have been in prison for almost 30 years. And uh, that period appeared to us to have been remarkably short. Because uh, we knew that uh, we have strong friends almost everywhere in the world. And one of those friends who has been very consistent and whose voice has been very clear has been that of Comrade Fidel Castro. We have never uh, doubted that uh, we in him and in Cuba, we have a dependable friend. From the point of view of size and population, Cuba is a small country. But uh, it is exercising an impact on world affairs, which is similar to that of the superpower. And Cuba has shown that uh, it is just not the question of the size of a country, but its policy and the caliber of its leaders. That is important. We have benefited tremendously from the lessons of the Cuban Revolution and from what Cuba is doing, especially in Africa. And uh, we, in this part of the continent, were tremendously impressed by the role which uh, uh, Cuba played in the liberation of Angola. The Angolans themselves have done a great deal uh, to win their freedom. 
para obtener, para lograr su But, independencia uh, su libertad. Pero es difícil pensar que lo hubieran logrado cuando lo hicieron. Towards the liberation of that country. Si Cuba no hubiera comprometido sus esfuerzos y sus fuerzas por la liberación de ese país. South Africa, which occupied part of Angola, would still have been Angola. in Angola if uh, Cuba had not taken you see, the bold decision si Cuba no of uh, challenging South Africa. The entire world, and particularly South Africa, will never forget the lessons of uh, Quito Canavale. Because that was the turning point in the military situation in this region. We also uh, feel that uh, Namibian independence would have been very impossible, very difficult to achieve if uh, Cuba had not acted uh, so courageously and decisively in Angola. The South African army would still have been there and it would have been difficult to see to get to the liberation of this country. We are therefore indebted uh, to Cuba. We would like to thank uh, Fidel, uh, Comrade Fidel Castro and the people of Cuba for the support they have given us. We also appreciate the sacrifices they have made in Angola in order that this day should come. And uh, as I have already said, I don't think this day would have come were it not for the assistance that has been given by the people of Cuba to the struggle of the Namibian people. This next clip is a short 45-second clip. It is on July the 25th, 1991. This is Mandela deboarding the airplane, his words at the Havana airport to the Cubans that are greeting him. This is, of course, the anniversary of the 26th of July. 1953, which is celebrated as the most important celebration in Cuban revolutionary history. So each year, each year there are large demonstrations and speeches at the 26th of July. So this is, what, 91? We're in 21. It's 30 years ago. Check it out. I have looked forward to coming to visit in Cuba ever since I was And I'm very happy that that day has come. I sincerely hope that it will be possible for me to address Sinceramente tengo la esperanza de que sea posible durante mi estancia poder dirigirme a todo el pueblo de Cuba para transmitirle a todos mis simpatías por su país. Mientras tanto pido que recuerden que los quiero. Cuba on the human rights question that continually confounds us today because our media inundates us with unsubstantiated misrepresentations that Mandela here seems to clear up for many of us with an open mind. Who are they son ellos? to call 
for the observance of human rights by Cuba. A que se los They kept los quiet for 42 years 42 años se when human muy rights were being attacked in South Africa. En Sudáfrica se violaban los derechos humanos. Who are they now to be so concerned about human rights? Están preocupados por los derechos humanos. They are not concerned with the violence in no which 10,000 of our people have been killed in South Africa. Que ha causado la muerte de 10,000 personas en South Africa. Who are they to teach us about human rights? Para estarnos dictando lecciones acerca de derechos humanos. If you answer that question, then I'll address your question. Si usted me responde esa pregunta, entonces yo le responderé. I wondered uh, what your reaction Quisiera saber qué piensa usted sobre la situación en Miami. The people of Miami are entitled to their own views. La gente de Miami tiene derecho a tener su opinión. They are entitled to their own friends and allies. Tiene derecho a tener sus amigos, sus aliados. That is their affair. We will Eso not interfere with that. Es cuestión de ellos en la que nosotros no vamos a mezclarnos. The people of South Africa El pueblo de Sudáfrica, Generally, en general, and the African National Congress in particular, y el ANC en particular, is entitled to have its own friends and allies. Tiene derecho a tener sus amigos, sus that aliados. is the affair of the people of South Africa generally, es cuestión and the African de National Congress en general, in particular. Y del ANC en particular. Nobody should interfere with that. Nadie debe mezclarse en eso. And in this particular case, y en este caso en particular, Cuba is our friend. Cuba es nuestro amigo. And if uh, by uh, visiting this country, y si al visitar a este país, I am going to create tensions creo in, en Miami, I am very sorry for that. Lo lamento. Because I have come here in a spirit of peace. Porque yo he venido aquí and of en el visiting a country which has been of tremendous assistance uh, to us. Que ha sido de when mucha ayuda uh, the para people nosotros. of Miami were not so forthcoming. En momentos en que la gente de Miami no era tan abierta con nosotros, ahora que sí estamos muy cercanos the aims of our travel, a lograr lo que buscábamos con nuestra lucha, hay mucha gente que nos da la Esta no ha sido la historia de los últimos 40 años. Not only that, no solo es eso. We are now being advised about Cuba Ahora, by people hay gente que viene who have been supported the apartheid regime gente for these last 40 years. Apoyado al apartheid durante todos who have been giving the apartheid regime in South Africa the capacity que to, había dado to continue al their brutal policies against the majority of the population. No men and women of principle Ningún hombre ni mujer de principios puede jamás comportarse así. Of accepting advice from people y puede aceptar consejos de personas que en advice los momentos más difíciles no se preocuparon repudiate. por nosotros. Esos consejos ahora los right from the beginning. No podemos repudiar la ayuda de aquellos que estuvieron a nuestro lado desde el comienzo. I might just add for the record. Y además Quiero dejar constancia that de lo I have been invited to go back to Miami. Me han invitado a volver a Miami. Uh, after I had been boycotted there. Después de haber sido boicoteado allá. That gives you an indication. Eso más o menos le of, da un indicio. Uh, just what has happened. De lo que ha sucedido. After I had been there. This clip is Nelson Mandela speaking to the people of Cuba 
on the 26th of July, on the heroic date of their history, in 1991. This is an excerpt. El 26 de julio, día de la rebeldía nacional, Mandela fue condecorado con la orden José Martí, la más alta distinción que otorga Cuba. Today, this is revolutionary Cuba, internationalist Cuba, the country that has done so much for the peoples of Africa. We have long wanted to visit your country and express the many feelings that we have about the Cuban revolution, the role of Cuba in Africa, Southern Africa, and the world. The Cuban people hold a special place in the hearts of the people of Africa. The Cuban internationalists have made a contribution to African independence freedom and justice, unparalleled for its principles and selfless character. When you, Comrade Fidel, yesterday said that our cause is your cause, I know that that sentiment came from the bottom of your heart, and that that is the feeling of all the people of revolutionary Cuba. Your great apostle, As Joseph Martin said, and I quote, with the poor people of this earth, I want to share my faith. That in the words of the Freedom Charter, the people shall govern. And when that moment arrives, it will have been made possible, not only by our own efforts, but through the solidarity, support, and encouragement of the great Cuban people. So this last clip is a reciprocating visit by Fidel Castro some seven years later in 1998 when he visits South Africa, the beginning are Mandela's words, and then Fidel gives, says some words at a presentation towards the end. Two-minute clip. It's a very great moment for us to be visited by Fidel. Because uh, what he has done for us is difficult to put in words. Firstly, during the anti-apartheid struggle, he did not hesitate at all to give us some maximum support. And now that we are free, y ahora que somos libres, we have a large number of Cuban doctors here, helping in the rural areas, where there are hardly donde any doctors at all. Hay donde no hay otro And uh, I have had uh, the opportunity y of thanking for the support that is given. Conviértase Sudáfrica en modelo de un mundo futuro más justo y más humano. Let South Africa be a model of a more just and more humane future. Si ustedes pueden, todos podemos. If you can do it, we will all be able to do it.
So we were about out of time for the show and there was so much more I wanted to include. Let me just conclude the show with the obvious. Nelson Mandela adored Cuba for what it had done throughout the world. How can Nelson Mandela be so wrong or are we so wrong? And the embargo now has been going on since the 1960s. It's been opposed by the whole world. Annually, there's just two or three nations, the United States and a handful of its closest allies, one or two, have voted for the continued embargo, while 181-plus nations have voted against it. The embargo has had devastating consequences on the Cuban potential, yet it still has accomplished all of these internationalist feats that we have highlighted. And finally, in closing, we should say a little bit about the history of what the 26th of July means for Cuba. In the 26th of July in 1953, Fidel Castro and a number of his colleagues sought to take over the Moncada garrison on the opposite end of the island of Havana. This event followed a 1952 coup that the U.S. supported and then recognized Batista as the leader of Cuba. Fidel had been running under the Orthodox party and was likely to win a seat in that election before the coup. And as a result, new tactics were developed, including the taking of the Moncada garrison in July 26 of 1953. However, due to an unforeseen guard situation showing up in the wrong place at the wrong time, the secrecy of the whole event was blown and some 50 plus of Fidel's group got caught, imprisoned, and killed. Meanwhile, Fidel ran to the hills along with some other escapees, and they were soon found. He presented his defense called The History Will Absolve Me. You can read it for yourself. But in 1953, he described the unlivable conditions in Cuba and how they were seeking to change all that, to erase illiteracy, to create a health plan and a health program to get water available throughout the country, to do land reform so people could support their families and use the land in the way it was meant to be. And I guess there are so many principles we're not going to get to that have really impressed me in Cuba's behavior. But in 1959, January 1st, when the revolution came to power, it was within a year or two that all those promises that Fidel had made back in 1953 came to fruition. A politician rarely follows through in the same way in our country as to what they say they're going to do. That's a remarkable example of integrity that I leave you with on the 26th of July, 2021. As Jane Franklin said, Cuba truly is a heroic nation. Hopefully this show has ignited your interest in discovering the truths about Cuba. See you next week. Okay, we'll see everybody next week. Stay tuned for some overnight music, but you'll have to switch on over to koop.org.